Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Habitat Podcast, the podcast for wildlife habitat management, hunting strategy, and land stewardship. And now, your host, Jared Van Hees. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Habitat Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Van Heath, and this is the podcast for becoming better habitat managers. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in today. As always, we love you guys and appreciate you coming back for more. We have a great episode for you today. We are speaking with Lowell A. Larson of Marquette, Michigan. Now, Lowell lives up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and I actually met Lowell at a campground last week during my family vacation, and we recorded a podcast sitting at a picnic table in the UP, something I thought I'd never say before, and it was a great time. Now, this is a pretty interesting episode. Some of my favorites uh, are from guys like Lowell, Nick Nation, who invent products for us habitat managers. So Lowell invented, has a patent for, something called the squirrel. He owns the domain nutplanter.com, or you can check this out. I'm going to read you a little description of what the squirrel is. The squirrel is specifically designed to plant acorns. The device makes planting faster and physically less stressful for the user, allowing them to plant seeds without having to continually bend over. Now, this is a pretty cool product that Lowell went through with Northern Michigan University, got a patent, created it, and is now offering to market. And we sat down, made a couple videos, recorded a podcast about his product. It's very cool, guys. You can plant an acorn every couple seconds with this thing. Um, you know, we all plant our trees right now, or at least all we've talked about, really. Mo- well, most of it is buying, you know, one, two, three-year-old trees, trying to keep them alive throughout the spring and the summer, etc. cetera. Um, a little bit different approach here. Here, you can go plant 100 acorns uh, in the ground, like uh, a squirrel would, like nature would. And, and Lowell's telling me that the survival rate is much better on something that's planted this way. So... We're going to get into everything about his product, everything about the squirrel, acorn planter, and tell you guys all about it. But first, I wanted to give a little bit of an update on our new website and the apparel line. Uh, We just had 
a bunch of our first hats arrive. We got five or six different hats. Got a couple of different shirts being made right now. The decals have arrived. You have a few different decals to choose from. All that's going to be going up on the website as soon as it is done being built. So I'll let everybody know when that is. And like I said before, if you want to help support us at the Habitat Podcast, that will be a great way to do it. Plus, the apparel looks pretty cool, and you'll be able to rep the brand and, and you know show your friends and talk to them about the cool stuff we're doing over here at the podcast if they want to come check it out too. Uh, next, I wanted to talk about a couple reviews that were left on iTunes last week. So this is the user Little 2003 the best info podcast on hunting. Hey guys, doing or thanks for doing the podcast. I have learned more from listening to two of your podcasts about land development than I have observed in my entire life. Keep them coming and shoot a big one this season. Thanks, Mr. Little. We appreciate it. The five-star review, I'm going to find you and send you a free decal, my friend. Uh, the next one is from Chris Wheeler, 72. Great job. Glad I found your podcast. As a turf manager for 25 years and as a hunter for 29 years, it's awesome to see both passions together. Loved learning about bedding and tree and plant selections. The Jake Elinger podcast was awesome. Chris, thanks so much, man, for the five-star review. I'm going to send you a free decal as well. Anybody else who can go on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star text review and write something nice about us, leave your name and I'll find you on Facebook or on iTunes and send you a free decal. Lastly, before we kick this off, I'd like to thank our sponsors. We have Killer Food Plots, Packer Max Cult of Packers, Michigan Whitetail Pursuit, The Habitat Hook, 5-2 Outdoors, and the hunting app HuntWise. Alright guys, let's get into talking with Mr. Larson about the squirrel acorn planter invention. And Lowell was nice enough to offer any of the Habitat podcast listeners a 15% off deal on the squirrel. So if you guys are interested after hearing this and checking out the video on our Facebook and YouTube, reach out to Lowell at nutplanter.com and mention the Habitat podcast. He will knock 15% off this product for you guys just for listening to the Habitat podcast. All right, everybody, we are back with another episode of the Habitat Podcast, and I have a special guest here today, Lowell Larson Sr. from Marquette, Michigan. How you doing, Lowell? Excellent. Thank you. No problem. No problem. This is a little bit of a unique podcast. Um, Lowell's son, Lowell Larson Jr., reached out to us uh, via email after listening to a couple of the episodes and, and wanted to tell us about this product his dad invented. So we are here with the inventor himself with the product. Lowell, tell us about your product, how it came about, and maybe a little bit about you, your background, and, and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, I've been a hunter, outdoorsman for most of my life, and uh, I had a forester come up to evaluate my land in, north, in northwestern Marquette County, and he uh, noted in his report that I um, lacked uh, tr- uh, nut-producing trees such as the acorn, and he um, suggested I plant acorns on my property if I wanted to improve my habitat for deer. So, uh, 20 years ago this started, in the 90s, Wow! and I made a prototype, and I used that prototype, and to this day now, these trees are producing nuts, and so um, I know it's an excellent tool for doing it this way. He suggested I plant the nuts um, he felt the best way to, for oak 
regeneration is in planting oak trees um, would be from the nut rather than the um, um, finger, you know, planting the, a the little, tree. The little, so um, why is that? Do you know? Because the oak nut sends down what they call a tap root, and it's a very long root, and it goes straight down. And it gives the tree a lot of stability. If you ever tried to take out an oak tree, you'll know that it's very difficult to remove an oak tree because of its root structure. And what happens when you plant the small seedlings is some, most a lot of times, because of that long root, it will, um, it doesn't get down in deep enough, and then it's what they call J-rooting, and it doesn't, it comes up near the surface. Well, then the trees are subject to blowdown. So this is why he encouraged me to go the way of using acorns. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Thanks for that. I, I've done this for many years. I, uh, you know, gathered my own acorns and, and worked with my um, planting tool. And my wife um, last year said to me, uh, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that uh, design of that nut planter? She wanted me to do something with it. So I, I pursued it and I went to... Northern Michigan University, they have a program called uh, Invent NMU. They encouraged me to continue my um, um, development of this product. And so I did, and we worked on ergonomics, um, what, what height um, we should make it for, and um, also um, we wanted to keep it simplistic. We did not want something that, um, you know, was going to involve electronics, this uh, tool that I've developed is um, does not have um, any batteries, motors, um, plastic parts. Uh, it's made of steel and soft handles. So there's nothing to go wrong, wear out, run down. You don't have to worry about replacing any batteries or parts. Um, it's very easy to use, and it's built substantially. Uh, so it's all steel, as I said, welded and and it's um, um, uh, powder-coated, um, bright orange. So if you put it down in the woods, <laughs> you don't lose it. And so like um, it. that's what I, um, um, briefly, that's what I've come up with for okay. this tool. That's awesome. And I mean, you've been working on it for 20 years. The trees you planted 20 years ago are producing, so you know it works. It takes about 20 years for a tree to start producing. Okay. I mean, this is not a quick fix. Yeah. It's a... It's a long-term project for people that really take an interest in their property and the future. Um, my grandsons will benefit from this uh, more so, um, but it's not something that I do uh, selfishly. I do it for the future. Yeah, no, that's awesome. A lot of people are always looking for that quick fix, but you know, trees are the longest, longest growing uh, crop, if you will, that we plant. Yeah. What's that Chinese proverb you, you have written down here? Well, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. And the second best time to plant it is now. That's so true. So that's so true. I, I mean, if you don't plant them now, yeah, no, <laughs> you're I hear missing you. that opportunity. Well, what's nice about your your product? It, you were showing me how it works out here. It's not like you're buying, spending a hundred dollars on ten oak trees, right? And maybe some of them make it, maybe some don't. You right. know, or apple right. trees, etc. Um, you can plant. I mean, you plant an acorn and. Five seconds, maybe, yeah. maybe ten. I could plant upwards of three hundred an hour. Holy cow! I could, you know, depending on planting yeah. conditions, right? You know, and that's another thing. You know, I mean, if you go into the woods after somebody went through and cut, 
and then you're trying to hurdle over all these logs and stumps trying to put acorns in. Yeah. As opposed to what I found also is if you put the if you know you're going to plant um, or have a cut, plant before the cut while the trees are still. Uh, you can get around in the woods easily, and you can put them wherever you want. They cut it. You plant them in the fall. They cut your property. The sun hits the ground in the spring, yep. and the trees take off. You're actually awesome. picking up time because if you, a lot of people, they cut their property and a year or two later decide to reforest it with something, red pine or whatever. But if you went in and put the nuts in before you cut, yep. you're ahead of the game. Yep. I like that. I like that. I mean, there should be some... Not starting the ground, right? From the squirrels out there, or right. um, just that have fallen before getting covered up. I mean, there should be some residual seed out there, if you will. But you can go through and make sure, make sure you're planting a grove of whatever kind of oak you want in there. Um, let's go through. Before we talk about how it works, I want to ask: How was the inventing process? You said you work with Northern Michigan University, right? Right. Tell right. me a little bit about how that went. How long did it take? Well, and I worked with them for almost two years. Okay. Um, we were we um, searched for patent infringements and so you on. You do that with them? They yeah. searched for it? They, okay. they, they searched the country over and even went over in other countries and looked. Really? But, wow. you know, people have um, tools to plant seedlings. But it was interesting that nobody was planting from the seeds. And so um, my tool will plant a variety of seeds, whether they're... Uh, acorns, red or white. I mean, there's 90 different kinds of acorns in the United States. There's 400 and some worldwide different types of oaks. Wow. And in Michigan, as an example, Michigan, lower Michigan has a lot of white oak, which yep. the deer prefer. They're right. sweeter. You know, they're not as tart for, you know, uh, for the deer. And red oak, um, we have prime, really up here in the Is that what those peninsula. acorns were that you brought? Yes, Mostly red oak. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, the, um, and they benefit, you know, an oak tree, it's amazing the number of animals that depend on oak for the seeds for feeding deer, turkey, bear, partridge, um, ducks eat them, um, you know, a variety of animals, squirrels. Of course, I named my product a squirrel. Yeah, I don't think we, we covered that yet. You named it a squirrel. I like it. Why'd you name it that? Well, just because I'm in competition with the squirrel. <laughs> I, I try to beat him to get the acorns off the ground, and then I try to hide him in the ground so that he doesn't find them. And, uh, you know, once in a while, they'll find them. Yeah. Um, but it's... Yeah. Uh, uh, and what's nice is because you're covering them up the way we are, they don't get that scent of... You know where the acorn is gotcha. because it's underground. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I think that um, Lowell Jr. was. Is that how you heard about my issue with the the acorns originally? Yeah, on your podcast. Me and the me and my girls were picking them up. Katie was with me. We were picking them up down the road, all reds. And we did the acorn test with the bucket. They had a riot doing that, and then we planted them, and they were all sprouting three four inches. Um, some came through and ripped a bunch of them out. So then we did it over again, and we covered them in a cage this time. Well, over the weekend, they grew up to the top of the little cage I had over it, and rabbits nipped them all off, or another animal, so couldn't win with this. And now I'm thinking this, like you said, we'll explain how it works here in a minute, but you can... You, you can, can make up for loss. Hundreds. Yeah, right. how fast you're going. And I, 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 I experienced the same thing. Where, And I called my forester friend that was managing my property, and I said, you know, 
I'm having trouble with the squirrels or the deer or something. He says, yeah, the deer are coming through, browsing them off in the fall. Well, I had oh, some, the oaks, okay. Yeah, yeah, I had them browsing off the oak trees, and what what I was ending up with was like a, a brush, you know, several like oak shoots bush. coming yeah. up. It looks like a bush instead of a tree. And my forester said, be patient. He said, some year they'll miss it, and that root structure is so... Um, um, developed in the ground that it'll take off and it'll put on feet of growth in a year. You know, okay. he says three, four feet in a year. He so says that bush, if, if a deer misses that one bush, it'll shoot up. Fire. Right, because Got the root structure, it, it's still the root structure is developing under that tree, and if Got he it. misses that tree, but um, I found by putting a um, uh, wire mesh around, you know, yep. a three or four foot cone around them, yep. and uh, four four, five feet high. Um, that I, I had some last year now that were four and five feet high, and I didn't have my cage up high enough, and he reached over and cleaned off the top of the trees. So yep. uh, when you're it. in a deer area, yeah, yeah, to get them up high enough. Yeah. And then the other thing, I, I like to protect the base of them because they tend to rub their antlers on them. Mm-hmm. You know, bucks, and uh, so that can kill them too, you know, if they take that cambrium, get down to the cambrium layer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have any issues with, um, I mean, rabbits and whatnot? Will they go and, or mice chew the bark off in the wintertime? Mice, time, mice like will, if they bark, they'll get at the bark. And so the uh, same issues we're all having, right? The same right. stuff we're all trying right. to protect trees right. from. The big yeah. thing is to get them to grow, start out right, and then uh, once you uh, see what's happening and you um, get about 20 feet apart on your oak trees, you don't want to get them too thick, but then start protecting them gotcha. um, okay. from the... From the um, uh, you know, the deer and the rabbits and so on. Okay, so uh, actually back to the invention process. Sorry, how long did that did that take total from when you walked into Northern Michigan University and when you walked out with? Well, it was client? about it was about uh, it's been a, it was about two years. Okay. And um, wow. But um, the, and it's, it's interesting. I n- I never patented anything before in the patenting process and getting an attorney involved and it gets to be expensive. Um, but, I can't imagine. Huh. And <laughs> um, because they, you know, they, and, and you have to be so careful with your wordage when you're listing your patent. And I actually had two attorneys look over the thing, and one attorney says, "Hey, you can't use rubber grips as on your description because somebody will say, well, 'Well, I'll put plastic on.' You know, they try to change the invention, and so it, it, it takes time to do this. So yeah. I have patent pending now, and then the patent." People out in Washington or wherever they are, they look over the patent and then they um, issue a number after they gotcha. uh, study it. That's pretty neat. Are you going you know, to frame it, put it on the wall, the oh, patent? I'm telling you, it has to be. Yeah, that's cool. Never, no, never done one. No, no, I haven't either. Um, I went to school for entrepreneurship, so I'm, I'm pretty interested in all these types of stories where guys start their own business and... Mm-hmm. And invent a product. I've always wanted to. I got like twelve mm-hmm. ideas, but yeah. I'm, I'm curious about the next step there. How long it took and yeah. working with this, with this college. But mm-hmm. okay, so let's get into what this thing looks like, how it works, um, this section here, and let's okay. talk about the advantages of your product versus digging a hole with a shovel. Okay, um, I guess the easiest way to describe it and what people have. Mention it looks like is a pogo stick. I was going to say that. It looks like a pogo <laughs> stick. Pogo stick, yeah. It's spring. So anyway, it, um, yeah, um, nice. like I said, the color is, is bright orange, and um, it's about uh, four feet high. Four, it's actually 42 inches, I believe. 
and then um, it has a plunger on it and uh, the coring part that uh, cuts the core out of the ground. And then I, I have a foot peg on it for if it's the ground is really uh, firm, you can push it in with the foot peg. Or, but normally, in the you know, forest itself, I have never really remember using the foot peg. I always just yeah. a little slight turning action yeah. of my hands will put the um, core of the tool down into the ground. And if the leaf matter on the ground is really heavy, I'll take and kick some of it away to get to the dirt. Yep. Yep. So I'm not just planting it under the leaves. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so we were we're at a campsite here, and you demonstrated it for me over here. But this is all hard packed down. Right. Your guys are parking their trucks down it forever, and it still works. I mean, yeah. you didn't use your foot the first time, and the second time you did. And, I mean, yeah. it was great. Yeah. So you have um, it's a 42 inches tall. And it has a plunger portion yeah. on the bottom, which yeah. cores out the dirt, if you will. Right. It takes like a core sample. Right. And then it holds on to the dirt when you right. lift it up, right? Right. Okay. Now and what do you do? And so um, then once you uh, direct the nut down the feed tube and into the hole, then you take and put the plunger back over the hole and push on the handle on the top. There's no bending over. It's all in a standing upright position. You have a bag on your side with the nuts uh, okay. that you can reach in. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's not uh, really hard to do. Um, my uh, my um, grandson went and helped me one day, and we planted an area. We put 500 acorns in one afternoon, and we were monkeying around. I thought he could just feed me the acorns, but he got a little lambunctious, and he says, uh, can't I do that? So then I had to give him one to use, and then he says, now, Grandpa, where do I plant them? I said, wherever you think a tree will grow. I said, we've got so many acorns. I mean, this is what's nice about this is acorns are readily available. Yeah, you don't have, yeah, they're abundant. And and so um, the cost, once you have your squirrel in place, uh, it's, you know, virtually uh, cheap to do it, you know I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've planted a lot of trees the past three or four years, and that was the fastest, easiest way I've ever seen it done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no digging holes, no watering, no anything. You're no. just planting the acorn and walking away. Yeah. I like it. All right, what else... Um, what else is a nice advantage to this? Um, it looks like we covered most of how it works here. How many of these are you manufacturing? Where are you making them at? Are you making them we're up making here? Them, we're making them right here at the old KI Sawyer Air Force Base here in the Upper Peninsula. Cool. Um, they, um, on this last run, they did 100 units, and they um, they have their jigs and fixtures fine-tuned, and, and they're ready to roll for more as, as, as soon as I give them the word. But yeah. uh, I have um, uh, forestry supply out of um, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, we'll have it in their catalog in January. Okay, right. And, um, but anyway, they, um, they, they do the welding and, and the machining at KI Sawyer Air Force Base, and then they ship them to Menominee, Michigan, where they powder coat them. Okay. Them. And then they send them back, and then they assemble them. Yeah. And then uh, I have to put the um, decal, decal on, on it. it. Yeah. So, now, they look sharp. Yeah. I like the black and orange. Yeah. You won't lose it. No, no. One of our other uh, <laughs> partners at the podcast, the Habitat Hook, is similar orange color. And you set that down in the woods, you can find it right away, which is nice. Yeah. Um, no, I love these inventions, these, these Habitat-type tools. I mean, right. this is good stuff. And I'm sure the listeners are going to love it. Um, let's go to... When do you get your acorns? When so I... You have the tool. Yep. Um, you have property. You want to plant some acorns. You want to plant right. some oak trees. Right. 
Well, I <clears throat> usually in September they start falling from the trees. Okay. And I pick them up in my yard, and I go to different people. They say, "Come and get them," you know. And I go to public places, you know, where they're falling by, uh, you know, parking Park or lots wherever. or wherever. Doesn't matter. And I I take my roller. Um, the name uh, I don't know. I guess one name is the wizard, and I use a roller to um, pick up my acorns, so I don't even stoop over to pick them up. I'm trying to make this easy. Yeah, you're not bending over at all. This entire so, process. And so, as I showed you, um, it when there's a heavy drop of acorns on the ground, uh, it doesn't take long to pick up several hundred acorns. Wow. And then I take them back. I, I have a five-gallon pail with me, and I dump them in the pail. I take them back to my house, and then I um, I uh, add water to the pail and stir them around. And those that float, I throw away because they've been... Um, uh, the acorn has been infiltrated by a, a grub or a, um, I don't know, a little worm-like. Okay. Um, so all you have to do is just fill that bucket you collected them in with water. Yeah. yeah. And the ones that float, And if out. they float, throw them out because okay. they won't grow. And those that sink then, after I get all the floaters out of there, then I add a little bleach in the water. Really? Yes. The bleach in the water kills uh, ground spores and stuff that get on the acorns. Wow. Because... You have to keep the acorns damp during the winter. Okay. Don't don't let them dry out. I keep them damp and in the refrigerator at 34 to 38 degrees in the garage. And so uh, I put down 3,000 acorns last year. Wow. And, um, I mean, it, it wasn't hardly any work to it. And then uh, I put them in plastic bags, sandwich bags, um, that uh, maybe anywhere around 180 to 100 in a bag. Because th- I will once in a while. I just noticed today uh, some that I had left over from last winter. They, there's a little mole on some of them. Okay. And see, if you get that growing in a bag, you don't want to lose the, a, a, a large quantity of them. So you keep them all in, in different lots, right. if you will. So if you have a bad lot, you can right. get rid of them. They don't affect right. the rest of the bag. Exactly. Got it. Yep. Now, so, how long did you soak them for before you put them in the fridge all winter? Well, I just soak them long enough to know that they're going to sink. Oh, that's it. Okay. And Not then, 24 then, hours that, or 48 no, or anything? No, no. Okay. And then I um, add the bleach to it. How much bleach would you say? Oh, you I just put in um, just a little dash of it. Just a, um, yeah, uh, maybe two, three ounces. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a, that's a good tip right yeah. there for the listeners as well. So, yeah. okay. And then after I sanitize them, uh, I put them in the bags, and, and then I put them in the refrigerator in the lower bins of um, in my garage. And um, I carry them over uh, to the spring. Awesome. But last fall now, I started a plant in the fall. And um, my grandson and I, we put, I mentioned one afternoon, we put 500 in. And um, I haven't had a chance to get out and check on them yet to see if the uh, animals left them alone or not. Okay. We'll find out. Okay. And you, I don't think we covered it yet. The animals won't pick up the scent when you're planting them this way as easily. Is that correct? No, that's correct. How does that work? Because because you're not putting your, um, any, um, the acorn isn't coming in contact with the surface of the ground. Oh. I mean, you, when you drop it down in a hole, it's directed into the hole and not on the surface anyway. And, and it's just a little human scent, of course, when you go walking through and doing this. But um, uh, I find that uh, they can't find it as easily. I like that. Yeah. Oh, buggers. Yeah, no, the, that makes sense. You're taking the core plug out, you're dropping the acorn, filling it back in, you're burying it. There's, you're right. I never touch the top. They have no right. idea it's in there. Right. Now, when you're planting in the fall or the spring, have you noticed a better success rate for one or the other? No. 
I am. Um, Just as long as it's not summer. See, why I say late in the fall? Because in September, the acorns drop. I put them in the refrigeration right away. Okay. And then I think I planted last year, uh, the first part of November. Okay. End of October, November. So then they stay in stratification all winter long, underground, cold, and they don't sprout. It's just like being in the refrigerator. And then the ones that I want to plant in the spring, then I keep those in the refrigerator. Okay. So, um, and I was going to go over... Uh, this area again that I planted last fall and hit it this spring, and I never got a chance to get up there. I was so busy with everything else. So, <laughs> yeah, no, you're a busy like guy. To, yeah. So I start, and, and the temperature should range somewhere around 34, 38 degrees to keep them over the winter. Okay. And uh, but keep them moist. Don't let the shell dry out because what happens in the spring because the shell is damp, they break, they they uh, pop open a lot awesome. easier. Awesome. Okay, good tip there as well. So don't just throw them in the fridge. Put them in a bag or something that locks in the, the vapor or the moisture. Yeah. Okay. Some people actually put them in sawdust. Oh. You can damp sawdust. Okay. It'll also work. Okay. And uh, so there's different ways of doing it, but I just find by putting them in the... And then I can, at a glance, I can see if I'm having problems with um, mole or anything going on in my acorns. I check them a couple times through the winter, right? Turn okay. the bags around and look to make sure everything is damp and that there's no mold growing. So how many dedicated refrigerators do you have for acorns? Just the one. Just the Just one? Just the one. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. more into, the, plant. I'm more into the planter than putting the acorns in, but the acorns yeah, I are tell. I can tell. No, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That's so, and do you have to um, put them in the fridge for a minimum amount of time? Well, it's suggested two to three months. Okay. To act uh, like winter? But, yeah. It, and see, and if... if you you plant them in the fall, like I said, they'll stay in dormancy through the winter. I mean, when a squirrel takes and hides it under the leaves in the fall, you know, he's got it in the ground, and whether he picks it up again or it starts growing into an oak tree, got it. Um, you know, it's it's, um, it's a way of keeping a acorns. Um, that stratification is important, though, with nuts. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think... Uh I think that's important. Now, I have a question that we haven't covered yet. What other nuts do you think this could plant? I mean, what else? chestnut? Uh, chestnut, uh, if they're not too big. Okay. If they're not too big. Okay, yep. Um, and, but if um, I put, um, you could put in hazelnuts. Okay. Um, beech nuts. Wow. Um, one gentleman called me and wanted to know if he could plant pumpkin seeds with it. And I said, I don't know, I'll never do tried it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but um, basically, a lot of your tree nuts, like your cherries, the the pits of cherries, mm-hmm. you can, um, I would assume you could uh, do those with it. Um, okay. But uh, I, like I say, I primarily designed it for acorns, but there's other uses for it, you know. Okay. Great. Now, kind of shifting gears from this stuff, I think we covered most of this here. Um, where are you doing all this habitat work at? You're, you're leaving here. We're, we're at a campground in Marquette right now. You were nice enough to come down here and, okay. and see me. Where I are you going a, next? I have a camp in western Marquette County. Okay. Northwest Marquette County. I have 80 acres up there that I um, I have food plots. And I think people that are into the woods, uh, you know, developing food plots, are putting a lot of money into it and so on. Uh, I think this is a nice touch. And if somebody doesn't have acorns, like I, I didn't have oak trees on my property, uh, you know, uh, 20 years ago, but now I've got acorns or trees coming. 
And you can actually take a ridge of land, uh, you know, you, you can make it your own acorn plot. And you don't have to cut a lot of trees. Just get an opening opened up where the sun gets to the ground. Or like any other um, uh, vegetation, it needs sunlight. And so you can make your own. If it's a burned out area, excellent. Even better. Um, I'd love to do it in California. I mean, with all their burnings they've had out there, it'd be yeah. perfect out there for yeah. And see, California used to be a large oak producing area. And actually, the Native Americans in California uh, made flour from their, I think it's black acorns really? in California. And they used that. to make flour from it, from the wow. acorn. So, uh, but, um, you know, a lot of that tradition is gone. And so, but yeah, um, There's something new every podcast, I swear. <laughs> Multiple things every time we do this. I love it. <laughs> now, in, in California, I w- we were just out there for a wedding not long ago. I didn't see very many oak trees. We're in northern California. Yeah. Um, they have a big you, acorn production plant going on now out in oh, California, from what I understand. Okay. And, um, but I don't have the contacts in California, but... Um, I, I think this would be an excellent tool out there. Uh, yeah, for people. I, I think these will end up in California. Yeah. And you know, and, and even you know, it's a tool that can be used that um, a lot of people can use. Youngsters, like my grandson, you don't have to worry about getting hurt with it. Yeah. You know, it, it's all manual, and um, uh, and and I think they'd be happy to do it. You know, like a lot of kids would like the school age kids uh, a project for reforestation of a. A school forest area, um, it would be an excellent project for them. Yeah, I mean, you could you could even get into color coding them for different schools or different sizes. You want to make mm-hmm. one for a right. you know, youngster or a five-year-old, mm-hmm. maybe half the size or mm-hmm. whatever. But this is just great in itself. So yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, what else did you want to cover on this school? I um, got through most of this here. Yeah. Well, well, I, I again, I, I want to reiterate that. Um, planting the nut compla- compared to the seedling, there's no comparison. And, um, you know, uh, you have to be right there watering that seedling right away. To, but with an acorn, it seems like it, you know, draws enough moisture from the ground yeah. um, at, when you plant it. And um, I just think it's a better way to plant. Yeah. It takes a little while for it to come up. But it um, uh, it's a 20-year process. Okay where we could um, uh, develop these trees for the future hunters and uh, sportsmen. And like I said, it feeds a lot of other animals. And um, it's just an excellent tree for um, for wildlife. No, great points. And your son just handed me a couple of facts here. Um, a good way to identify the oak trees on your property in the fall, they're one of the last to lose their leaves, right? Right. Those and around me in West Michigan, the beech trees, mm-hmm. they hold their leaves all winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but oaks are more, they're also good tree stand trees because they hold their leaves for the cover. That's probably how I first came about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something else here. Over 90 native oak species are in the nice. U.S. You're right. 90 oak species. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because some that we plant up here in Michigan might not they might do okay down south, but some of them down mm-hmm. south are going to be harder to plant and yeah. keep alive up here with our harsh winters, right? I think. Um, well, see, you can pH get... pH level here, too. Yeah, yep. pH level, water level. I mean, there's some a... Some don't like wet feet. Right, and some, some do. Some right. oaks on my right. property. Right. They're underwater half the right. time. There's a, there's a water oak 
and uh-huh. that uh, it could be planted pin oak. Yeah, uh, there's so many different oak trees that uh, depending on where you're from and yeah. and in the in the terrain. You know. Are you planting mostly reds then? Reds and white. I'd like to get more white oak okay. um, growing up here. Uh, we had some. Um, uh, what they call a, a oak wilt disease yeah, hit. We have that down by us. We had a little bit of this in Dickinson County, and so um, uh, they're kind of encouraging them to plant white oak for some reason. I don't know why it's hitting the red oak so hard, but um, uh, I'd like to try some more white oak and and some of the other oak brands, you know, that or types that to see if they're more resist resistant to the uh, oak, oak leaf wilt. Have you seen the wilt on your property? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have either. Knock on wood. <laughs> I hear you. Um, <laughs> our neighbors back home, our direct neighbors next to us, their oaks are dying. Yeah. And it's, you know, they mm-hmm. should be covered in leaves right now. Mm-hmm. They're not. They think it could be possibly oak wilt, but they're not positive. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of goes back to when to log or when to cut trees. A lot of people will wait till the right time of year, which I believe you don't want to do it from April to July. Something like that, yeah. Stop spreading wilt. Right. Something like that. Right. Yeah. Talk right. to your forester, not, yeah. not a podcast host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just uh, something like that. You, you want to spread that uh, no. that oak wilt. But. No. no. All right. Well, Lowell, lastly, I want to know where people can find this product. If they want to see one, if they want to purchase one, mm-hmm. I'm going to post some videos and some pictures on it. Okay. So we'll take care of that on, on our media for you. Um, well, if they somebody else can buy it, where do they go? Right. They can contact me uh, on um, nutplanter.com. Nutplanter.com. And also, um, uh, Forestry Supply out of Mississippi is handling the product. Okay. And that should start hitting their catalogs. Like I said, in January, their, their main catalog, their 800-page catalog, and then they send out supplements, but it hasn't hit the supplements yet. Okay. But I have people that have started finding out about it. I've sold in Indiana, Illinois. Um, here in the UP, you know, they, they, they hear about it. Uh, for what reason, I don't know how they hear about it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed when they call me from Indiana and say, hey, are you the oak plant tree planter? So. Well, there's going to be a few more habitat managers hearing about it now, buddy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. This is, this is exactly the type of stuff, like I said earlier, that I can talk about and, mm-hmm. and go over and, and try to get out to other people. I mean, it's going to help somebody, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So. Well, let's hope it uh, helps the animals in the woods, all the different species. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, Lola, I want to thank you for coming on. Anything else before I wrap this up? Oh, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, we did. And we if did. anybody ever has any questions, feel free to call me at uh, or contact yeah. me through nutplanner.com. Yep, nutplanner.com. I also have his information, so reach out to me if you want to as well, guys, and uh, we'll get this up soon. Okay. Well, Lowell, thanks so much for coming out. Really thank appreciate you coming out to the campground. Thank you very much. Here. What a, uh, this is a first time podcast at a campground. I like yeah. it. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. Another episode in the books, guys. Thank you to uh, Lowell Larson for coming on the podcast. Meet me at the campground and recording about your product here. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed the show. And for those listening to the podcast, Lowell's offered a discount. You're going to get 15% off if you mention the Habitat Podcast when you call Lowell. Uh, you can also visit Lowell at nutplanter.com. His email is nutplanter at gmail.com. And like I said, he will offer a 15% discount on anybody who purchases a squirrel acorn planting device with mentioning the Habitat Podcast. So I want to be sure to include that. And also, I want to thank the listeners once again for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. If you can leave us a great review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. 
I'll finally get you a free detail. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Killer Food Plots, Michigan Whitetail Pursuit, 5-2 Outdoors, HuntWise, Habitat Hook, and the Packer Max Cult of Packers. Now, guys, like I said, the new website's launching soon. It's fall food plot season, even though we've been dry for the last three weeks, it seems. Um, but you know what? Get out there. Get your ground prepped. If you have any questions, you know, hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram. We're always on there. And even, you know, email us. Go on the website. Submit your email. We'll, we'll connect with you. Uh, we like talking to you guys about it. Um, anything we can help with, any advice, any property-type planning, we'd love to help. So reach out to us. And also, if you haven't visited us on Facebook and Instagram yet, please get on there, follow us, like us, share our stuff if you don't mind, uh, become a top fan, and uh, you know, for those who want to hear more from us, you can find it at HabitatPodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, just look up the Habitat Podcast, the podcast for becoming better Habitat managers. Thanks again guys and we'll see you next week. Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.